Hello and welcome to Pickleball Therapy, the podcast dedicated to your pickleball improvement. Hope you're having a great week. This week we're going to be covering a couple of subjects that are near and dear to players' hearts. First one is focus. That's the one that's probably nearest and dearest to most pickleball players' hearts. How do I stay focused? How do I regain my focus when I'm playing out there? And then we're going to talk about in the riff, we're going to talk about uh, an interaction I had during the APP tournament with a player that had just come off the court losing 11-9 and our interaction and kind of what my thoughts are about losing 11-9 and comparing it to other possible outcomes. So let's go ahead and jump into the podcast. Pickleball, like life, has inflection points. Those times when the light bulbs just go on and you see everything better. It's the same with pickleball. Sometimes those light bulbs will go on and you're going to play better. If you're ready to turn on the lights of pickleball, join us inside the pickleball system. Class is open for registration. It's only a limited amount of time. I don't know when you're listening to the podcast, so I can't tell you exactly when, but it's pretty soon. I'm going to put a link below. Go to thepickleballsystem.com and join us for our next class. Let CJ and I show you how to turn on the lights. We'll see you in class. Focus. Focus is tricky, right? If you've played pickleball for any amount of time, you know that sometimes you're focused, sometimes you're not. Sometimes you're focused one rally and the next rally you're, you're thinking about lunch or I don't know what, what, you, uh, what you have to do for the rest of the day, whatever it is. And so, you know, obviously when we're more focused, we're going to play better. We're focusing on the ball. We're focusing on what we need to do. Uh, you know, when we get that razor sharp focus out there, uh, it's amazing, right? It's like they call it the zone when you're in that uh, hyper focused uh, uh, state. And I, I know, for instance, when I'm playing, I, my indicator of focus and non focus are out balls. Uh, I will, if I'm focused, won't touch them. When I'm not focused, when I'm thinking of other things, or I'm slow for whatever reason, I will hit a ton of out balls, just like anybody. So. Uh, you know, that's my my indicator of, of when I'm focused and when I'm not. So let's talk a little bit about things that we can do to improve our focus and to maybe snap us back into focus when we're uh, playing. Now, let's start off with this premise. You are not going to be focused 100% of the time. If you are trying to be focused 100% of the time, that is simply not possible. And so that is a standard that you need to get past in your mind about trying to be focused 100% of the time. Again, not possible. So what then can we do? Understanding that, right? What can we do to increase our focus, our, our moments of focus? But again, with the understanding that sometimes we're going to be out of focus. It's just we're humans. That's how it works. One thing that I think players overlook and that I overlook sometimes is our nutrition, right? Our food and our water intake. If you are dehydrated out there, I do not care how, how much meditation you've done in your life, how well-trained you are. I don't care if you're a Navy SEAL. I don't care what's going on. If you, have, if you are dehydrated on the pickleball court, it will be very difficult for you to focus because you simply lack the equipment in your body that you need in order to bring that focus. You can say the same thing. It's a similar concept for eating, uh, which is you know if, if your energy dips, right? You, you don't have the, the firepower. It's kind of like driving a car on an empty tank. Car's not going to go anywhere. Well, what makes you think that you're going to be able to, your, your brain, uh, you probably know this, but your brain is the largest consumer of calories in your body. And so, you know, I mean, I may, may have overstated that a little bit, but I think it is. It, it consumes a ton of calories, right? And so you're, you're trying to use this supercomputer, but it doesn't have the gas it needs to operate. 
probably not going to do a great job for you. So nutrition and um, water, right? Hydration and also food intake are really important. It, it actually was driven home to me when we were playing a practice session against two really good senior pro uh, players. We were doing some mixed practice and they were constantly grabbing something to eat, you know, whether it was like a little bit of granola, a bite of a bar, whatever it was, they were constantly, constantly grabbing something and putting it in their mouth uh, and eating. Why? Because they understand that that's how they're going to be able to play their best, including their focus. So, you know, take care of that body if you really want to focus. But let me give you a couple other tips that you can do, you can use to snap yourself back into focus when you are, you know, in those critical moments of the of a match. We call them I think it was a, two weeks ago in a podcast, we talked about this concept called pivot points, you know, those critical moments in a match that can, you know, that'll swing it one way or the other. One thing you can do and that I do is if you're getting ready to go back and return serve, get down a little bit lower. So if your stance is normally X, go X minus five you know, percent or something lower. So get closer to the ground and really lock in on that ball coming across the net towards you. And that'll really get you focused on getting behind that ball and hitting the ball better. If you're serving, then consider maybe taking an extra bounce on your serve or bouncing the ball, doing something to relax you and focus you and zone you in before you hit the serve. What you want to avoid on the serve, particularly in a critical moment in a match, is a, is something that we call insta-serving. So you don't want to go back there and go, you know, 10, 10 9, 2, boom, serve. Because, you know... It's anecdotal, but pretty. I think you're increasing the chances that you're going to miss that serve. Instead, go back and call the score 10-9-2. Take a moment to yourself, bounce the ball, then serve. That'll allow you to focus more on what's going on. Another thing you can do that players use effectively is to do a little bit of jumping. So like, let's say you're up at the NBZ, your partner's returning serve, and the other team's getting the ball. Jump up and down a little bit, right? Get that body moving a little bit. That'll help you kind of snap back into the moment. There's actually research on on shaking, helping overcome anxiety and stress and things like that. You can also use it to focus. The other thing you can do is you can be uh, think about the rally before it starts. So give yourself a target. Look across the net and go, you know what? I'm going to go here or here, or I'm going to do this or this, whatever it is. Give yourself a, a, a pre-program, right? At least the first couple of shots. That'll help you focus on what you got to do next, and and you'll you won't just go okay. I don't know why I did that because you'll already have programmed your supercomputer, right? Which hopefully is well, well fed and well hydrated to do what you wanted to do. So those are some tips you can use to focus while you're playing. Some things you can do to focus when you're practicing, because when you're practicing, sometimes it can be um, you can lose focus during practice sessions and drilling because it's so repetitive, right? And the, the point of drilling and the point of practice is the repetition, but it's that very same repetition that makes it maybe a little bit dull, a little bit boring. Uh, I personally like to play music when I'm when I'm practicing and drilling because it, it keeps me more entertained in doing it. But what I've been using recently is I've been using this idea of like reminding myself, why am I here, right? What am I doing out there? Right. And that lets me then really focus in on the shot that I'm hitting. I'm also when I'm practicing, I'm focusing on on less doing less things at the same time. Meaning, uh, for instance, Jill and I went out and drilled, um, I think it was a couple of days ago. And all we did was cross court dinks from one side of the court, I should say. In other words, like we didn't go cross court dinks from the right to right and then left to left. 
we just did right to right cross cord inks for about a good hour right what that does is it lets you really focus in on what you're working on as opposed to like you're doing that for five minutes and then you're doing a return to serve for 10 minutes and then you're doing something else and one of the senior pro players who was at our summit um, a couple years in a row yvonne ting told us that when she drills she drills about an hour to an hour and a half of one thing and then she'll give herself 20 or 30 minutes to mess around with something else but that's how you want to focus when you're practicing is to try and do one thing remind yourself while you're there and use some visualization you know when you're picking up balls or you're taking a break to drink some water visualize like if you're working on something i'm assuming you're working on it because you've had problems with it right and so like for instance for me that cross court dink is something i need to work on and so i remind myself of the times in a recent tournament where where the players were correctly attacking that spot and i said to myself no that's why i'm out here because i want to correct that and i want to avoid that so that kind of visualization can help you really focus when you're out there practicing all that said as i said at the beginning remind yourself you're human right keep that in mind always and so you're going to your focus is going to ebb and flow you're going to have moments of amazing focus and you're going to have moments of caca focus and you have to be able to accept both what you're doing is you're working on a skill set to help you increase the focus times and decrease the unfocused times but again you're going to have unfocused times all right in the riff we're going to talk about 11.9 versus 11.6 stay tuned for the riff if you're listening to this podcast you're a little more serious about your pickleball game than the average bear when you're looking to improve your game it sometimes can be difficult to know who to turn to or who to trust well you know you can always trust me tony roy and cj johnson we are two pickleball professionals dedicated to helping you become the best pickleball player you can be. Let's keep working at it together. If you heard last week's podcast, you know that we just came back from the APP tournament up in Hilton Head. Uh, great tournament, uh, some nice play, really good chance of talking to players and just, just doing pickleball, right? And so as my friend Marcus Luke says, just doing pickleball, which I, li I like the way he's framing that. It's just very vague, but it, it gives the message. Um, and so I'm standing there watching a match and I hear a gentleman next to me speaking with a friend talking about how they had just lost 11-9. And the way that the player framed it, right, was like, like basically like, oh, I can't believe we just lost 11-9. And a few moments pass, and I, I turned to the gentleman, and I tend to do this type of thing. I turned to the gentleman, and I I, I, I smiled, and I said, you know, 11-9 yeah, you know, is not winning, but it's better than 11-6. And he kind of looked at me, kind of nodded his head, and, and chuckled a little bit. And so like, I saw him the next day, and I was like, hey, 11-9, how you doing? And so, uh, you know, but the the idea here is is framing, right? If you expect to win every game that you play from today until you're done playing pickleball, <laughs> that's that's rough. That's just, I mean, you're setting yourself up for disaster, right? If, if that's your expectation going in. Now, notice, I'm not saying, and I'm never saying, don't go out there and give it your all. Don't go out there and compete. Don't go out and push yourself, right? But if you're playing at level, right, at level means that the other team has a reasonable chance of winning just like you do. Otherwise, you're not playing at a level. Either you're playing too high of a level, meaning you never have a chance to win, right? That's possible. Or you're playing you're the other way around, where the other team doesn't have a chance to beat you. Well, that's not very competitive, right? So at level, you need to expect that you're going to win some and your opponents are going to win some. And so 
when you lose a game 11-9, that to me, you know what that shows me? Battle. That shows me passion. That shows me, you know, intensity. That shows me you're not giving up, you know? Uh, not to say that when you lose 11-1 or 11-2 that you gave up, but there are situations and there's games that I've been in that I've seen on both sides where the other team has won something like 11-1, 11-2, and it was like, it was like like the one the the side with the two kind of laid down their paddles, you know, where basically, uh, you know, the the game got to like eight two or eight one, and it's just like ah, let's just get off the court and get to the next one, right? Eleven nine doesn't happen that way, right? Eleven nine shows that both teams battled. Now it could be that you were up nine two or nine three, and the other team came back. Give them credit for their battle, right? Don't diminish their accomplishment by then saying, I can't believe I lost 11-9, right? And again, I'm not saying, this gentleman wasn't doing that, so let me not, let me not disparage this gentleman. I wasn't, I'm not trying to criticize this, this person. I think he was just lamenting his own loss. But if you do that, right, don't, what you're doing is you're diminishing the other team's battle, the other team's, you know, grit. Let's say it's you. You know, you're down 9-2, and then you still lose 11-9. Congratulations. I Seriously, that's awesome, right? That shows, that shows, I'm not going down. <laughs> you know, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to put me down, and that's how you want to compete out there. So when you lose a game, try and take some lessons from the loss. Don't just look at those numbers. The, the score is just numbers. I wish we could just you know, kind of uh, like like put that in our brains, right? That they're just numbers. They're just you know, one side has eleven or twelve, and the other side has ten or less than ten, something like that. You know, that's normal. And but other than that, there's more there's more depth to the numbers than just the, the the little stick figures or whatever at the end. So think about what does the 11-9 mean? The 11-9 means that you battled and you battled hard, and so did your opponents because that's how that that's how that game ended up that way. Um, so you know, as you play, keep context on what you're doing out there. Keep context in terms of. Uh, you know, again, are you going to win all the games? No. So understand you're going to lose some. Frame out your your frame yourself out better, and you'll you'll be more productive with the information that you have, and you'll just feel better as a pickleball player. All right. So hopefully that'll help you out out there. Um, you know, hope you have a great week this week out there playing and battling, getting those 11-9 wins and 11-9 losses sometimes. Uh, as always, please rate and review the podcast if you enjoyed it. Share it with your friends. If you enjoyed it, they probably will too. Have a great week. And we'll see you next time.